0: Hello listeners, this is Lee Price This is Will Ford from Football365 And you're listening, smartly, to At At The the Bridge Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea Chelsea FC FC podcast. podcast Although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC podcast What's up everyone, you're listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast Your number one source for all things Chelsea Game review time, it was game week 12, we took on Leicester, it was a 3-0 absolute walkover for the Blues and we're going to break it down. Now here are your hosts all the way from the UK, Mikey Berth and Chris. Welcome back everyone to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. I'm your host Mikey and joining me on this wintry, it's not snowing, but very cold Monday evening, I I did have Berth and Chris. Berth is out of action at the moment unfortunately, Nothing, nothing too bad. Uh, but we are joined by chris uh,
1: how how was your weekend uh yeah not too bad um started off well with the with the chelsea game and yeah not too bad actually uh, okay. relatively quiet but i mean i'm not overly happy about it going so cold today
0: it, it's the, the drop off i mean that is yeah. that's the drop if people people over in you know we do have american listeners they're probably used to zero and below zero in certain states but we've had it go from a mild 14 degrees Celsius to seven, and that is freezing cold for most British people at the moment. It is. So it's like, whew. but yeah. Um, game review though, game review, game week 12, and we were off for a lunchtime date with Leicester City. Ziyech, oh and Pulisic will take the chance on this occasion. And clear, clear daylight in this match and at the top of the Premier League table for Chelsea. Leicester 0, Chelsea 3. They say never back the early kickoff, but the Blues, they were having none of that nonsense. It was yet another clean sheet for Eduard Mendy, who has been nominated for FIFA's Best Goalkeeper Award. Uh, it was the Premier League return of Christian Pulisic. We saw goals from Rudiger, a wonder goal by Ngolo Kante, and a lovely cherry on top from Pulisic. So, how did Chelsea turn what was thought to be a tricky tie into, well, you could say a bit of a walkover?
1: Um, I would say. The performance was faultless, and I don't often say that, as you well know. That is true. I I normally do find negative somewhere, but I think I I actually honestly thought it was a faultless performance from Mendy, who made some good saves when he was called upon in the second half, showing why he is a top-class goalkeeper, that he can do nothing for the majority of the game and then produce big saves, concentration levels really high, really good. The defense again against the Leicester team, which is dangerous in attack, just they made them look like a, a relegation threatened team. Mm. I know Leicester aren't in great form, but to go there and win that comfortably, as a free signing, especially defensively, I thought to be up there completely blunted their attack. I think best ever when you put performances to what we I think you know, yeah, I mean,
0: there. I had it in my notes that. We need some appreciation on this guy's name because this guy is 37 years old. And that, you know, that, that, out, that in itself is like, you know, he's not, not a young, young, up and coming player. He's 37, but he's coming to this league that many thought, yeah, can he do the job though? And he's dominated, you know. Yeah. I'd say it, this is a big shout, but I think he's one of, not the greatest, but one of the greatest centre backs right now on form. He's 37.
1: Yeah. 37. I agree. And he's I cost think, us well, nothing. He's cost us nothing but a signing on fee and his wages. I honestly think if he was playing for Man United or Liverpool, you'd be hearing a lot more about him. Yeah. I think of course. Yeah. We exactly. have this thing with Chelsea where they don't really like to overly praise us too much. Um But I mean, aside from his debut against West Brom. And I then, I
0: wrote that down. When he's not playing Daniel, West
1: Brom, he's world yeah. class. But like you said, 37, and I actually think he's been flawless, aside from those West Brom games, absolutely flawless, and I think to do that at his age, I I was just, just before we started this, I was reading Garth Cook's Team of the Week on the BBC, and he put Rudiger in it, and fair enough, Rudiger again had a really good game, scored a goal as well, brilliant, and he said, Rudiger is without question Chelsea's best defender, and I thought Ooh, no, he's not. I, I, you know what? I disagree. I think it's silver. yeah. yeah. Rudiger is brilliant. Don't get me wrong. I, 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 think if we could find an agreement to keep Rudiger on, it would be best for for the club. I think because he is going to be so hard to replace. I'm not saying bend yeah. backwards and give him what he wants, but if a, an agreement can be reached, because finding a replacement for Rudiger is going to be difficult but I think Thiago Silva is our best defender and I think it will be criminal. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen in the second half of the season, but if you look at what he did last season and, and this season, I think it'll be criminal if he doesn't make Team of the Year.
0: Oh, that's a shout and I think that's a very fair shout.
1: I mean, he's been absolutely outstanding. He yeah, really... I thought, I thought Chalobah was really good as well coming back in.
0: Yeah, for sure. Chalobah was quite solid i mean the rudiger thing i do joke and it's so true it's like rudiger just has to breathe and there's fans i'm seeing going give him what go, give him what he wants look we know that if it's true that psg have started discussions that's what we were rumored today but we know that's going to be brought up someone's going to be in discussions with him the thing is you can't we know pay structure you can't just give them what they want we're, you know we know what turbulence that can cause yeah. but we have a big problem next summer obviously with the amount of defenders we need to bring in, replace, likely, let's be honest, probably replace Rudiger and Thiago Silva, depending on what Silva wishes to do. Because obviously he can't keep going on forever. But then again, Zlatan's going into his 40s and he's still destroying Serie A. So you never know. You never do know. But that's going to be very interesting. I mean, overall as a performance, I felt that coming off an international break, it's so important. We're the first fixture in the, the Premier League after that break and the intent it just shows what this squad is about going forward you know we're away at a tough opponent after this break and that's kind of a usually it's a recipe for drop points we how many times have we seen teams come off of international break and drop a, a random clangor you know but a 3 nil win maybe i'm getting a bit i'm getting a little bit convinced now those are some serious title winning vibes there
1: yeah no i agree i, I think I think sometimes when you're a a when you're a fan of a of a team, you you always slightly pessimistic about, mm. about things. And but watching us on Saturday was I think probably the first time I've watched us and thought, yeah, we look like a team that's ready to win the league. Because like you said, after an international break and after the Burnley result as well, I mean there was no oh, yeah, hangover yeah. from that. There was no hangover from dropping the two points against Burnley. It looked like it hadn't affected us at all, actually. Uh, And the international break and the early kickoff, and away at Leicester. And to come through it with ease. Yeah. I think we looked... I think it's actually... Man City are are obviously picking up points and continue to win games. But I think it's us and Liverpool who look like the teams who are on that sort of title-winning role I think Man City still look like they, they'll drop points here and there. Whereas I watch us play at the minute, and defensively, we're so solid that really, once Rudiger's header went in, I thought, and especially when Kante's goal went in and we went 2 0 up, you just you have that feeling of, well, we've won this.
0: Yeah, I just, mean, yeah, for we're sure. We're going
1: to concede twice. You know, um, and I think at... Liverpool look the same.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it is a top two, mate. It's going to be a top three, of course, but. Even me saying that, that says a lot. They keep going about the big six. Really? Re- let, come on, really? I mean, top six right now, obviously removing the, the big three we know of. West Ham, Arsenal, Wolves. Well, Wolves yeah. were on a bad run of four before, and Arsenal as well. West Ham seem to be something about them. Fair play. They've been doing amazing, and they're certainly one to watch. But there, there's no Spurs at the moment. There's no Man United in there. Laugh all you want. Man United have got a seriously decked squad of talent. Like it or not, they've got a good squad of talent there. Exactly. Leicester are nowhere to be seen anymore. Okay. It's it's certainly going to be a three-way race for the title. Uh, you know, looking at positives, I think you could even say that Ben Chilwell. You know, he might be upset that he didn't get a goal because he was amazing. You know, he stopped yes. three, maybe four counter attacks. I think by himself, he was heavily involved in the attack the whole time, and you know, just an overall perfect wing back performance. People were were throwing him not under a bus, but they were saying Alonso's got that now down for the season. Chilwell, especially after the Euro 2020, the hangover from that. Is he going to be a top player? He's probably up there with maybe Cancelo, you could argue, the best wing back in the league. Cancelo's probably probably
1: just the edge because he's, he's done pretty well, but one of the best, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. I would say he probably is the best. I think I think Cancelo is is really good, but still doesn't have the numbers that Chilwell has. I mm. think, and I also thought Rhys James the same. You know, these these players get a lot of credit. Like Rhys James, for example, he got a lot of credit against Newcastle when he scored mm. the two goals. But yeah. I didn't think he had a, I didn't actually think he had a very good game. I think I said it on the the game review that I actually didn't think he had a very good game. But he scored two goals, so everyone just thinks I oh, must have played well. I thought he was incredible, Rhys James. Yeah you, could, yeah,
0: you can't talk about one without talking about the other yeah. wing-back.
1: I think Reese James the same, stopped numerous counter-attacks, was really good on the ball, kept taking the ball inside as well, um, from the right-hand side and going into midfield areas. And I think that confused Leicester, especially in the first half. Yeah, I thought both of them too was, was really good. And to be fair, so was our attack. I mean, Pulisic it was good to see him, one, get on the pitch, and two, get the goal. Because that's the thing, yeah. I think we've all said that he is our biggest goal threat in our attack, aside from Lukaku. He is our biggest goal threat from attack when he plays. It's just getting him on the pitch that's been the problem. Yeah. But when he does play, he does get goals. Um. But I thought our whole attack looked dangerous. There was a couple of, and I think Tuka brought it up after, there was a couple of moments where, that wrong decision in the final third. But I think we made more good decisions in the final third this time than bad ones, whereas it over the other last few weeks, it's been the other way around. So I think, and then Ziet coming on, getting an assist, you know, it, it was almost a perfect day.
0: Yeah, I, I do agree. I mean, I've got to apologise. I have to apologise for saying, move him to right centre-back with Rhys James, because, you know, it comes to this, why would you limit the speed of a Ferrari? Give him the licence to keep going, doing and going forward and doing what he's doing because he's exceptional in
1: right wing back. Uh, yeah, and I think, I think he's getting better because of Thomas Tuchel as well. I think mm. over the last couple of weeks, he's just started looking more dangerous because I was critical of Reese James in terms of not making enough runs that hurt the opposition in that position like Alonso does, Chilwell does, you know, the Hakimi, for example, they make good runs off the ball that hurt the opposition, and James has started to, slowly, and only occasionally, but he has started to get that into his game now, and I think under Thomas Tuchel, he'll continue to improve because he's the sort of manager who doesn't let players get to a level and then start dropping off. He wants to keep them getting better and better and better, and I think that's why he's, I think most of our players really have improved under it. let's be honest. Yep, yeah, yeah, I find that very fair to say. I mean, obviously, this isn't
0: going to, we're not going to look too far ahead because we have got a big game against Juventus, which will be tomorrow night. Um, but I've just seen on, just flash up, Man United obviously Saturday. We all know, Sunday? Sunday. We Sunday. all know what's happening with the Oli situation. And the referee is Anthony Taylor. So oh, if you ever, oh. you could not ask for a more perfect storm for us you know, Anthony Taylor and a new manager. If we can I, beat Man United, you can't just, you've got to just say, you know what? It might be our year.
1: Yeah. I, that? <laughs> you I, really I do, do think, it. like, I, I was so annoyed when Ollie got sucked. Oh, it's just before us not, as well. Not, like, no. Yeah, not just because it was, it was funny having Ollie in charge, but it's always just before us, isn't it? Yeah, I um,
0: mean, it was, it was so funny because I was, I, um, I saw my phone when it happened that they'd gone 4-1 up. And not only because my girlfriend was like, oh, what, 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 "What's happening?" I was like, "Oh, four-one." And then as soon as I was, as that cause it was a Christmas light switch on, I was at, "You heard someone? Literally, I could hear them go. That's embarrassing. Man United four-one down to Watford." I'm like, "Oh, it's spreading fast. This news." I was like, "He's sacked, isn't he?" You just knew it.
1: I mean, luckily, I'm I'm assuming that because they've got Champions League midweek as well and it's such a short space of time, I'm assuming that they're not going to have a new manager in charge by then.
0: Well, they're looking for an interim,
1: so that's interesting. Who wants to take that? I'm hoping that they won't have that new manager bounce, because if it's Michael Carrick in charge, he was there before. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've I've never understood that. I've never understood sacking a manager and putting his assistant in charge. They was doing the tactics together.
0: It worked for Di (laughs) Matteo.
1: Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Can't deny
0: that. It really I did.
1: I would say that let's be honest, the players won that Champions League, didn't they? Yeah,
0: of course, that's true. Especially <laughs> after it started. I mean, talking of Champions League, yeah, yeah, we don't usually do a preview, but you know, quick little bit of chat on it. Um, Juventus are gonna look look like they're not gonna have Ramsey, Danilo, bernardeschi Cialini or De Sig- Siglio. Um is doubtful Dybala is probably only gonna be fit for the bench.
1: That's going to be very interesting how play it plays out tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm pretty sure though that before we played them in Turin, we said the same thing about them having their key players missing, mm-hmm. and we and we still lost. So I mean, I mean, they've got a big game on the weekend as well. Saturday, Atalanta.
0: So that's yeah, a big game. That's huge for them, especially their season, because you know they're they're eighth in the table, twenty one points. They're four behind Atalanta, and um, eleven
1: off top spot. I mean, I don't know whether it's it's the right thing to say, but it doesn't bother me too much because I think we'll go through in the group anyway. You'd expect because, so, because we've we've beat Zenit, we've beat Malmo twice. Mm-hmm. I would expect us to beat Zenit again. Yeah, we only need a point to qualify now. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, or we'll go at least go there and get the draw then. Yeah. So I'm not overly bothered. I, I know people talk about winning the group. But, but that, I honestly don't look at last that year. We got the hardest tie in the draw. Yeah, and and we always do. Whenever we win the group, we actually get a, a worse tie. I mean, yes, like, we could finish and play the, Bayern. Or... Yeah, those years under Mourinho when we we won the group and got PSG. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, it's. I don't think winning the group is as important anymore. So I'm not overly fussed, to be honest. I would rather actually put more focus on the Man United game. Not saying throw it, but... No, no, no. I mean, we I could easily find ourselves what... playing Group G's winners, which could be Leal or Salzburg or Wolfsburg. Exactly. So, I do think as well, our squad is good enough that we could rotate some key players out and the players who are coming in are still very good players. Yeah. Like, um, for instance, but... you could take Giorginio out and bring Loftus-Cheek in. Mm. You know.
0: Yeah, true. Of, it's
1: not going to make a massive... A massive difference you could take Hudson to the doyle and bring pulisic in yeah you take mount out and bring in. it's not massive in,
0: difference interesting in. point and this could be a bit over the top but is this a better squad than maybe the 2009 era under uh, carlo yes. It's, yes it's a difficult one probably
1: probably just yeah it is a hard one to say but say that because We've got strength in depth in every single position in this squad, except possibly right wing back. I think that's probably the only area where when you take Reese James out and you bring a in, it is a drop off because Asp is a completely different type of player, really. Uh so but aside from that and but even then, Asp does do a really good job.
0: Yeah. I, I so, mean back then we had obviously the People are gonna say Matic, he was not the Matic that you're thinking of. Uh, we had Anelka, we had Alex, Spelletti, Terry, obviously, you know, and then you've got Deco, who weren't the best for us, but Paolo Ferreira, Jose Basingwa, Maluda, Balak, uh, Mikel, Drogba, Cole, Lampard, Cavalio, Essian, Cole, Ivanovic, all those
1: names. But yeah, I would say it is better now. Yeah, I think so. I, I just think the depth is better now. Because mm. like I said, I think you can take any player. Really, out of our starting eleven, and replace him with another player, and you'd still look at the team and think, yeah, that's wrong.
0: Oh yeah, we 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 probably got maybe only Man City could argue they've got a better second team. Yeah, yeah, and possibly. Man City have got an incredible, but then they don't have a striker. I mean, we technically don't at the moment because of injuries. But no news if he's gonna if Lukaku will feature against events.
1: I don't think so. I think he'll be rested and wait yeah, for but- Sunday. Yeah, I would say the same about Werner. I would, I I would leave. I would give Werner twenty minutes maybe against Juventus off the bench, but I don't think he should be starting. Uh, mm, no, because ha- hamstring injuries as well. That really, you really shouldn't rush back, and I don't yeah, think yeah. You need him to. You can't run off a hamstring injury, no matter no. what they say. You really the can't. Thing, the only thing though from Saturday, I don't know how you think about this either, but. Mason Mount, his numbers suggest that he's having probably a better season than last season, Mm -hmm. because he's got more assists, I believe, than at this stage last season, more open play chances created. But do you think it seems like his influence on the team this season is less than last season? A little bit, a little bit. I mean, it's a... Because when he got took off on Saturday, I actually thought, oh, yeah, I almost forgot he was playing. Whereas last year, every minute he was on the pitch, you you was noticing him all the time. And do you think that's something hit like his performances are less influential, or because the team's got better, so you don't he doesn't mm. stand out as much? Could be
0: the team. It yeah, but I I mean I saw the rumor about that. There was a rumor that he weren't happy and he could end up at Ramtred. I was like, oh here we go again. I saw that. Yeah, or, was like, or Liverpool.
1: Go. Oh because yeah
0: definitely
1: said, yeah he said once that he, he liked the atmosphere at Anfield so now all of a sudden he's linked with Liverpool
0: he's confirmed that's it job done um well, it'll be very interesting it'll be interesting to see how we play against Juventus uh yeah i mean i'll try and watch it i mean at the moment at that that time the great british bake off finals on as well It's, quite, it's a tough decision it's a tough decision so yeah we'll, we'll we'll find that out on uh friday where we we break that down So that's the end of another episode of At The Bridge Pod. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram if you do not already follow us. You know, search for At at The Bridge Pod. And we'll be back for our weekly catch-up with you all on Friday evening. So till then, that is us signing off.